Hey, welcome to Minefields, guys. My name's Joshua Michael. This is my best friend, Colin. <laughs> Burn it down. Burn it down. How's your liver after uh, WrestleMania, sir? Oh, it's fine. I didn't drink anything. Uh, gosh, I worked on Sunday, and then uh, I was I was honestly kind of frustrated. I was like, why are we taking... I mean, I get that we have to take a break, uh, but I don't know why it has to be so long. I don't know why lunch has to be so long. Can we just... Shorten that stuff so I can get home and catch all of WrestleMania. It started at 4 p.m. Uh, Central Time, and uh, if I'm—I don't know—I wasn't there. And uh, I think things really got cracking. Oh, right about the time I was leaving, so I missed a bunch and had to catch up on uh, the network uh, after I got home and went live with you guys. Yeah, that was a that was a mania that definitely was the best one since uh, I want to say thirty one. Like that was huh. that was amazing. Yeah, that, that was that was phenomenal. When Seth, like, okay, so Alexa comes out, she's like, I can make a, I'm the goddess, I can make a WrestleMania moment happen with a snap of my fingers. She snaps yep. her fingers and then boom, dun 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 dun. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Hogan, Hogan comes out, and we're like, great, it's Hogan, fuck it. Let's have some fun. He's talking, and then Hulk, Paul just comes right out. Just does a oh, beeline, yeah. like, what the hell is happening? And championship match right off the right off the cuff. Uh, genius planning. Like, way to make us satiated to the point where no matter what happens up until the women's match at the end, we're going to be okay. We're gonna see. We're gonna figure it out, and that was it. Like four curb stomps. I thought it was five. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it may have been four. Regardless, yeah, they 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 satiated us, and the beast was already on a plane to Vegas before we even knew it, and we were at <laughs> ease. We were at ease. The right guy has the right belt, and he fucking earned it. And when he's he's standing at the end of the the walkway. Mm-hmm. Until my buddy Cody, he's gonna do the spin. He's got to do the spin. 
where he takes the belt and just spins it. Oh over yeah, his head, right. Which is what he which is what he did when he won it and when he stole it actually uh, mm-hmm. four years ago. And this time it was different. Did you notice that the new Universal Championship belt does not have um, pops the, the the pop buttons? It's Velcro now. I did not notice that. I wasn't looking for that. Yeah, and then my my homegirl that was at uh, the G1 and Mania, she took a photo at the All Access uh, last Monday with Kofi. Like, he's wearing the same pancake outfit he was on uh, Good Morning America with, and she's holding Mm -hmm. the belt, like, the belt. I'm like, I messed her, like, tell me that was heavy. Because remember that belt when we were walking in Mania last year? Yep. That guy let me hold his belt, and Uh it was just too, it was too, it was alarmingly light. And she just said, "No, it's heavy as shit. Like the real one is heavy as hell." And I'm like, "Okay, that 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 makes me happy." You like, want they, they, that because if you're, yeah. it's it's props. You know, you have a hero yeah. prop, and then you have, uh, you know, you have other props. And it's like, if if actors are going to be wearing something all day, it's one thing. But this is a belt, and you need to see that it's got the weight. Otherwise, it just doesn't flow correctly. It just doesn't look right. So, uh. You know, more often than not, Rick Grimes on The Walking Dead is holding probably an actual Colt Python. Uh, You know, more often than not, I don't know, the lightsaber has to have weight to it. But then you think about, like, the blade coming out. What are they going to do with that? You have to hit something, and they rotoscoped it. So you've got to make it look legit. The belts have to be that way. They can't be that, that, uh, those things we saw, those, those Star Trek ones that I showed you. Oh yeah. For the the if anybody's involved with uh, any kind of the defunct decipher Star Trek card game, they they have regional belts, and uh, you can get stuff that's that's. It, I mean, you can make those that type of belt. It would take a. You just have to have the right equipment to do it. Something to etch the metal. Something to cut out the metal. Pop rivets. Leather work. You can do all kinds of great stuff. Well, how mm. did you feel about Mania as a whole? I mean, did you have a good time? Yeah, mainly. Uh, I, the problem being, of course, that I raced home to watch as much as I could, and then I had to, uh, I had to get get bits and pieces of it. So I I, I piecemealed it together. Uh, I didn't get the whole flow. Of course, it wasn't the insane experience we had last year in New Orleans, and now I'm looking forward to what's it, Tampa Bay next? Yeah, um, we're go- we're going to Tampa. Yeah, we're going to Tampa next year. We're going to WrestleMania. I want to go to the Royal Rumble, dude. I. Honestly, as far as as events go, I've had so much fun watching each Royal Rumble. Oh, uh, Rumble's the best, dude! I want to go to a Royal Rumble almost more than anything else. I want to any other event that I've that I'm interested well, in for the whole next year. Uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to plan really hard because yeah. this year, I mean, like going, I was not going to Jersey. We said that the second yeah. we got announced, we're not going to Jersey. Going to Jersey but is then, not going to New York, and still it's expensive. Right, but then we missed Joey Ryan's penis party. <laughs> yeah. I would have loved like Pentagon Junior was there, man. Uh-huh. Uh, Zach Saber, uh, not Zach, uh, um, uh, Will Osprey was there. I mean, like, uh, like. They had legit names there, man. Like it was, it was just a penis party. Like uh, my homegirl was, like sending pictures where she had a uh, a penis uh, popsicle, uh, uh, not popsicle, uh, like a sucker. Yeah. Like okay, great, great. And and they're taking pictures with, and I don't know how he even pulled it off. Like you, for thirty extra bucks for the photo op, you get to touch it. 
And who is there scanning IDs? Enzo <laughs> like, Amore? Like, oh, well, the, yeah. We're, the, <laughs> never say that name in our podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah, uh, if you don't know who that is, look him up and then forget that he exists. Yeah, he's a... Yeah, well, well okay, so Mania's over. Guys, we relax on the comics because we did a three-hour WrestleMania preview and we're going to we're going to follow up on a couple of good comics from last week and some good stuff from this week and just uh just go off on the cuff like we usually do. We really appreciate you guys uh tuning in. Uh, as of course, it's minefieldscomicspodcast.com, Colin and Josh at minefieldscomicspodcast.com. Send us anything that you have to think, like whether you like us, you hate us, we got something right, we got something wrong. Uh, there's something you want us to cover. There's a comic book that you really like. Let us know, and we'll 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 get on it. Yeah, that's a big deal, guys. Right now, I mean, we we noticed that we have uh, mainly been covering the same stuff. Joshua has a little bit more uh, depth as far as what he's picking up than than I do. But you know, my life circumstances haven't made things very easy for me to pick up new stuff for a while, and. Um, we noticed that we haven't done too much with DC. We have always commented on that. But uh, seriously, that's the point. If you guys like something, we need to know about it. Just like, you know, maybe you're interested, you know, like what is this summer event that Marvel's doing? Hopefully you're listening to us and saying, okay, hey, so this one's worth it and this one isn't. I don't need every, uh, gosh, what was it? All those side books. Uh, oh, yeah. For the Infinity stuff. I don't need oh, Doctor yeah. Strange, Captain America, or whatever, you know, or Moon Knight, Spider-Man, or whatever. I mean, do you need to read that stuff? Already, I'm going to say, uh, one of the ones that I read this week, it's like, okay, well, you don't have to do this. It's just more of this, more of the War of the Realms fun, I guess. But, um, yeah, let the us last, know, for real. The last time the side books were worth it was Siege. Oh, I like Siege. Yeah. Oh, every everything they did on Siege was phenomenal. All the side books, all the like uh, the like four or five, like uh, especially uh, the Dark Wolverine books uh, mm-hmm. with Dakin. I mean, like if you didn't keep up with that, you missed out on a huge chunk of what happened at the end of Siege. But uh, obviously, we're gonna do a, a Siege cover eventually because we have to. I mean, like that yeah. was one of the best. I, I, honestly, I think that was the last big marvel event that i truly true blue enjoyed like where everything i was on on the edge of my seat the entire time uh original sin was a piece of shit it's terrible uh uh i barely liked uh civil war 2 i'm rereading that now i'm rereading civil war 2 right now and uh the number one i think that's the one the one where they finally start wondering just what the hell's going on with Ulysses, the time or the clairvoyant inhuman. That's the most Star Trek issue of Marvel. I've read in a long time questioning the, 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 the ends justifying the means. Right. So that one is so good. Trying to figure out what goes on with the rest of it again and just rereading it mainly because my son asked me about why Captain Marvel was a bad guy in one book. I was like, that's not necessarily the case, dude. We'll figure it out and I'll let you know. Anyway, yeah, what else sucked? Uh, it, it was it was hard to pay attention to that. Like, it, it just, it, it was so convoluted. that It was like all the writers that they had around the writing board uh, that summer, when, like the summer before when they planned it, just couldn't get the X-Men, Inhumans, Avengers thing going the right way. Like, the... the the, the true story was within the, the pages of the X-Men when it came to uh, the, the Terrigen Cloud and... Oh, yeah. 
And, and but that was all after. And wait, even then, did they ever ask the question of if you could be a mutant inhuman? Did a Terrigen yes, cloud hit a mutant and pow? You were, yes. Oh yes. wow. Yes, and and but it, it, they never really fleshed it out. It was a great idea, and they just. That's I, the, I think it was one of those things where some poor writer had a great idea, and it just died on the chopping block. That's my complaint about some of this stuff too. You have a great idea, you do something, and why am I asking this now? What three, four years later, since this all happened, because it, it doesn't end up mattering. After, especially after Battleworld comes along and resets everything in the Secret Wars, two, three. This is this is further the complaint. You had Civil War by itself; that was an amazing thing. And then Civil War two, it's a cash grab just because you've got a Civil War movie in the theaters. The same thing as Infinity War that just happened. By the way, there was already an Infinity War. It came out after the Infinity Crusade. And it had some cool moments. And it's like, okay, so we're just using name recognition as a cash grab at this point. And Cor- correct. It's I, I guess, you know, that has its that I can understand why there would be a second civil war. We have a World War One, we have a World War Two. You know, I these things happen in reality. But uh My problem is they don't take it as seriously as they used to. In my in my for, opinion. Yeah. Since the since the I want to say mid seventies around like with Gerber and when Shooter was the uh, uh, editor in chief, well, yeah they had a bunch of guys popping a bunch of acid, but they were pumping out good stories like Claremont. We're talking like, uh, in my opinion, I'm trying to flesh this out. The guys that are writing the the big main events now are these pop culture fodder analyst guys that know that these people want to see this person this person it's no longer being run by a dungeon master that cares about every nuance (laughs) yeah and and i'm I'm not trying to be funny i mean no that's a great term if if you think about it like if you look back at like any of the old like uh late 70s early 80s covers of just of the x-men like when you see like the cover and something is gonna happen and it's gonna get you excited the covers don't excite me anymore. Like, like okay, like you, you might see something extraordinary and over-exaggerated on the cover. However, something in relevance happens to what's on the cover. Yes, that doesn't right. happen anymore. Like Wolverine on his knees, bleeding, claws popped out. You see him on the cover crucified. Okay, that something big is going to happen. Something that someone took extreme well, emotional relevance to in in is yeah well, yeah you're flipping Even, the, the the new world of the realms yeah like, why did i pick this one up because it was the one that was there because there's what nine ten variant covers i was like okay hey the oh, one that's yeah. got lady sif on it why not it's this yeah we i don't know what's going to happen in this based off of the cover you know at least amazing spider-man right now more or less has that moment simultaneously you know the new amazing spider-man 19 Spidey's not even wearing the costume that is depicted on the cover of this magazine. Uh, what, or, where's the relevance? Exactly. I mean, it makes a little bit of sense, but there was, I don't know, we'll get into it. And then we'll, you know what, hey, let's get into the books, and then we can start talking about that aspect of it and how that, cool. how that clicks or clashes. All right, uh, I want to start off with the uh, new IDW number one, Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, was Good. that cool? Uh, yo, it, it, it was... 
Well, first, I just want to say Ghostbusters number one. This is a 35th anniversary type issue. Uh, they're starting Ghostbusters afresh in IDW, which IDW, everything you do is great. Even even the stuff I don't like, it's still good. Like you guys care about the paper quality. You care about the 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 nice like uh, the, the poster board covers. You care about the variant covers that matter that are done by artists that are relevant to the story. And we've got the new Ghostbusters number one, written by uh, uh, Cave and Scott, pencils by Marcelo uh, Ferreria, inks by Maria Keane, colors by Luis Antonio Delgado, and letters by uh, Neil. Uh, oh, it's another one, uh, another one. Uh, Yutake, like <laughs> U W E take. Yutake. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, regardless, regardless, these guys put some painstaking effort into this comic book. It flows. And ends the way and the real Ghostbusters. Remember the the cartoon? Yes, absolutely. That's I, I was just looking at that. Remember that the it starts and it ends. Yep, and they were it, they're like, one shots. It's one shots, and they do a one shot here, and they pack a lot of shit and kick ass ghost busting into one issue. The 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 panels flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talk- They've got a lot of good digital art. Uh, basically, the Ghostbusters are on the job. And they're fighting this oversized baby, and these new assholes show up that have more advanced uh, equipment than them. Oh, so it's the plot and, of Twister. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boomer Sooner, by the way. If you're time to say Sooner, I'm, every time you say Twister, I mean like uh, uh, the, you know the fat guy that died from hair donors wearing the OU, sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. OU mm-hmm. hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, de- I, I, I digress. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're fighting this huge. This huge baby, the, the, these new guys show up with better equipment. They're the spooks away. Three of them, a girl, a redhead guy, and like a Dolph Lundgren-looking guy with a backpack. <laughs> and they keep sharking all the Ghostbusters' new gigs. They're just always there. And they offer, they have the gall to show up at the firehouse and offer Ray a job. Okay. Man, this I want to read. They, they, Ray's got a problem. But not too much of a problem until they, until these spooks away guys abscond with Slimer. Okay. So they, Ray accepts the job. He's got a, you know, he, he's bugged. He's mic'd. He's got a wire on him. And he accepts the job. And their, their ecto containment uh, unit is not really an ecto containment unit. It's really something that, like, uh, mashes them together, and it's like the the main guy from yeah. Spooks Away is a his his father is a necromancer, and this giant technological beast they have of a of giant flat screen TV that holds the ghost predicts the future, and basically it's predicting the future, and they're stealing Egon's technology from ten years in the future, and they always know where the Ghostbusters are going to be to to shirk their jobs. Well, Ray obviously screws things up, you know, because you know that Ray was the comic relief from the from the uh, the the cartoon. Yeah, and all the monsters, uh, all the ghosts, they they get melded together, they break out, and uh, as this giant monster is destroying New York, they realize that there's one thing they have that the other guys don't is Slimer. He's part he's part of this entity, 
And it just made me so happy because remember back in the day when you're watching, like, you know, Peter just hated Slimer, but he loved yeah. him. He was yeah. Big, yeah. Peter doesn't let anything happen to Slimer. He, he drives an ice cream truck straight into the gut of this thing to separate and find Slimer because Slimer's going to find sense. an ice cream Slimer's going to find an ice cream truck. <laughs> he's he's going to find the ice cream. He risks his life. Slimer separates, and then in, as as the cellular, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, cohesion of this giant monster. The ectoplasmic uh, adhesive cellular qualities. Cellular cohesion <laughs> qualities yeah. start to break down as Slimer sees ice cream, learns to, to, to separate, and all the ghosts separate. And it was, and then one and done. I'm like, how are they going to do this? I mean, like at the beginning, like, is this going to be one of those things? Is going to be like a five issue series? No, it was a great one off. Just like That's all great. the real Ghostbusters were so much fun. The artwork was whimsical. It was fun. They had great perspectives. It was not talking heads. Uh, the colors were really vivid. Uh, they they even like one of the things like you have to do is you can't just write off Winston. Winston is is he's a player and they don't do that like well I mean they do do that like Winston is a player in this he's not just the the token black guy it's it was a lot of fun Dude, I, I can't wait to read this I can't I, wait to read more I want to check this out I, especially if it's a one-off that's really really great I always remember the, the, one of my favorite episodes was <laughs> I don't know why it cracked me up so much but you just mentioned Winston right when I had to look it up I was like because I haven't gone back and bought all the DVDs and watched them all. I was showing my, right. my nine-year-old, uh, almost ten-year-old, some of these episodes on YouTube um, several years ago. And, uh, I don't know, maybe he was five or something. And some of these episodes kind of creeped him out a little bit. And I and yeah, I brought it weird. up a while back. Uh you know, do you want to watch some more Ghostbusters or something? And he was like, I don't know. But he's seen the two movies. Uh, is this a book you can read with a kid? Do you think? Oh, absolutely! That's but awesome. It's not a it, it's it's not a one shot. It's this is number one in a series. This is going to keep yeah. going. Of course, uh, of course. The, the 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 Ghostbusters with the Ninja Turtles was phenomenal. Cool. Uh, all all the IDW Ghostbusters stuff is all gold. I'm looking. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the IDW pub publishing page, and just on the front page, I see a lot of good content. Kind of surprised they still have a Star Wars license. It looks like. Uh, they've got Usagi Yojimbo, which has always oh, been yes. rad. I wonder if always. Back to the Future is cool. Uh, DuckTales, the new DuckTales cartoon is pretty great. It's not... I, uh, I just is... got the life and times of Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. I got that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to read it. They got Transformers, if you're uh, into that, since Transformers is never going to die, apparently. And uh, honestly, if Gem was uh, any good, I would check it out. If they could oh, find, I read the I, first one it was shit. Really, that's too bad, man. I, I I don't know. When I was a little kid, I lived across the street from some girls that were my age. I was a boy. My son, my brother, and I. I mean, we didn't. I was still a boy then, apparently, and still am now. Uh, the uh, we didn't have a problem playing with girls our own age because we had girls across the street, girls down the way in the other cul-de-sac. All the boys in our neighborhood lived on the other side of the neighborhood. So we would say, like, okay, hey, we're going to play Laser Tag or G.I. Joe or Thundercats. They didn't have a problem with it. And then we would play Gem with them uh, and, um, I don't know, Star Wars, whatever. We would just run around and play like we were those characters. It didn't matter. We'd just, like, quote the shows 
and whatever. It's just it's sad to think that there's a gem comic out that isn't doing well or it sucks. I mean, whether or not it sucks, I hope it, it's no, doing it, well for them. It wasn't it wasn't that good, but it makes me it makes me laugh when you say that because like you're you're playing gem when you're, you're a kid or GI Joe, you're basically doing A team stunt work from the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, like, like not really connecting. Like, remember playing GI Joe in the pool and like, like being like a storm shadow and just doing like the the high flying kicks in the water. Oh, it was so much fun. I was always uh, Duke until I wanted to be Flint, and then some other kid would inevitably be like, "I want to be Flint," and I'd be like, "Oh man!" And then one day I got Lieutenant Falcon, and I was like, "That's my guy," and it stayed that way. And then I didn't realize. Ultimately, oh man, I could go on and on about GI Joe. Believe me, but like, what Dude, can, I, yeah, I was always Jinx. I was always Jinx. I remember, and yeah, I got my I, I got it, my it, Jinx action figure. My parents went to like, hey, we're gonna go shopping. Are you gonna stay home or you want to go with us? And I was little, and I was like, are you kidding? V is on. I want to watch this episode of V, and I watched it, and it scared the crap out of me. And uh, when they came back, they had my Jinx action figure. That's when I got her. Uh, I don't know. There's I mean, a whole story there, I guess, but uh, we should talk about V no, sometime. Well, well, no, tell the story. Like, I, I, I want to. No, just I don't have enough fun. time. We don't have enough time. I got to go no, to we work. We don't have enough time. I know. <laughs> we, I just want to say I want to tell a quick story about Jinx. Mm-hmm. My favorite GI Joe. The guy next door. He was the same age. I was living in Lake and Heath Air Force Base in mm-hmm. 1986, and we used to play GI Joes in little bushes in front of our houses. They were like little tall trees. It was perfect for playing GI Joe is that they were in like in a forest and motherfucker stole my jinx. Ah, because of that, I've never trusted a guy named Luke in my life. (laughs) He stole my jinx. I caught him playing with her. And after that, he didn't ever play with me ever again. And I didn't want to play with him anyway, but he stole my jinx. And uh, luckily, I had a really kick-ass girlfriend named Stephanie. She's she's actually a listener of the podcast. She got me a grated Jinx for my birthday. It was it like grated really? in 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 the in the plastic, perfect because I was just still that pissed off. But yeah, let's move on. What do you got? Um, I'm gonna shoot us through the uh, War of the Realms books. I got I got the mainline War of the Realms, and uh, I picked up Journey into Mystery. Um, if you guys haven't been reading this, this, or if you're not aware, I don't know how you couldn't be. If you're reading comics, there have been giant splash pages as advertisements for a while now. And there are banners on all these books, you know, the countdown to War of the Realms. War of the Realms, yeah. So honestly, I'm picking this up and yeah, I, I, I've been reading some Thor related material lately, uh, not in anticipation of this, but just because I was like, you know, Hey, there it is. I'm going to check that out. And uh, I'm not entirely lost. I'd say I'm 56 to 68% lost. Uh, but here I am dropped into this. And Have uh, they brought Asgard back after uh, no. when Jane Foster almost died? No, Asgard, Asgard is there. It's a wreck. The Rainbow Bridge is destroyed. And then uh, some, uh, some dark elves show up and shank Odin right off the bat. And um, it makes me think of that horrible Superman Returns movie for them to do that, uh, since Odin looks like an island. Um, Honestly, I remember thinking, how are they going to pull off this Thor movie? And then seeing it and being absolutely knocked off my heels 
The production design was so good. It just, it's incredible to me that they can retain some of that and then ignore some, most of it. And then even going so far back as to ignore that really great, like, uh, Kirby style Asgard and design that we had, you know, in the original Thor books. But I mean, Thor being worthy again, if you want to say, say that's what it is and having all these hammers is kind of amazing. It is seemed, Milner back yet? Um, or, or is it, no, or is Milner he... got destroyed. I, I, I'm not entirely, you know, they may have said how even. Mm. I clearly haven't read it. I, this just makes me want to go back and f- fill in the gaps. I I, I like Milner. Huh? Milner got destroyed when uh, they were saving Jane Foster uh, and the end of Jane Foster when she was dying of cancer. And Yeah. Uh, who's an uh, artist, writer? Oh, it's Jason Aaron. So automatically, you know, there's a lot of care put into it. And I'm going to say it really shows there is some Viking. Huh? Yeah. He's good. He he understands his subject matter. We have exalted him in the past as clearly knowing his shtick. Jason Aaron for real drawn by Russell Dodderman. And uh, it is consistent. It is crisp. The uh, it's, it's just, it really looks good. Um, I love the way he drew Ulick. Uh, I love the way that there's a certain obtuse nature to the faces of the Asgardians. Uh, they just, they, they look like something we recognize, but simultaneously have an otherworldly quality. I love the way well, they're, I mean, just, I can go on and on about the artwork. What's, it is what's precise. The, what's the plot of the story, though? I mean, what's going on? Mainly, it's that there is this unification of Asgardian bad guys led by Malekith. Which, it kind of feels really late to me to be doing that after uh, Thor 2. Uh, what was the subtitle to that, Thor? Dark Realm. The Dark, the dark Realm. Was that it? I yeah, think so. The Dark World. The Dark World. You know, people have... Tra- I, I, I don't know that many people who I've got to talk about those Thor movies with. If Thor is on TV, even with commercials, it's on. It's staying on. I love that movie. It's really, really fun to me. Uh... Yeah, I've I'm, I'm never gotten over how much I like that movie. Um, and then Thor The Dark World, also, I love it. My brother and his wife hate Kat Dennings for some reason. Um, how can you hate big tits and red lips? Dude, that's, I mean, that girl is totally my hotness. I'm not going to lie. I don't know anybody that who... That one, uh, yeah. Some, some people who know me are going to look that up and go, what? And they're going to go, I get it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's... Yeah, so what? I think she's funny. I think she delivers whatever. But she's not. she hasn't shown up in any of these books, even though they've started insinuating, uh, uh, oh, man, uh, you know, Coulson into books and um, uh, what's, her, what's his futz? Uh, Dr. Selvig into books all over the place, going back as far as Secret Empire. Uh, right. Or preceding that. Anyway, I mean, it's a heavy-duty story. You know, Malekith, Loki... Uh, Cinder, Laufey, the Queen of Heaven, going back as far as when they got uh, Angela from, what, the Spawn books in? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get in just a second. That's the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, they've got some cool dudes. I'm excited to see how Blade turns out in here. I'm going to say Blade, Blade needs is, to be involved. Blade is kicking ass in the uh, the pages of the Avengers right now. He is murdering vampires and it is awesome good, yeah. i'm so happy 
Like I, I every time I, I I read the new Avengers, I put on. Uh, by the way, if you guys don't know this, that that Blade song, the 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 blood the bloodbath song. Oh yeah, is is it's actually a New Order remix. Yeah. from a song called Confusion. It's uh-huh. like 13 minutes long. That's what you have to look up. Confusion, Blade, New Order, and uh, I'm getting distracted. It was just, of course, it was just so good. <laughs> anyway, now, yeah, now, we used to hit that at the clubs for sure. Now uh, I do want to go into that just because you touched into it. It was the biggest fuck you in the history of comic books when Todd McFarlane did not pay Neil Gaiman his dues. Now, uh, just real quick, I'm just going to run through it. I know you got to go to work soon. Uh, basically, Neil uh, Neil Gaiman wrote Spawn number nine. After Spawn number seven, well, seven, uh, he had all these really good kick-ass writers come in and write it, and he'd draw it. Gaiman came in at nine, created Angela, medieval Spawn. He didn't get the correct dues, and it went to court for years. Gaiman won. Even though, uh, man, McFarlane had this huge thing with Miracle Man. Like, they had that thing, too, going from the U.K. Like, it was a big deal. But uh, Gaiman won. He won the rights to his character. And then the biggest fuck you, as as someone that I I can imagine as a pacifist that was angry about what he got put through, if you'd simply just paid him what he fucking was owed, absconded, with Angela, and then boom, she's in Marvel now. Sold it to Marvel, and she's an Asgardian from a different universe. And yeah, she's, she's, probably, she's from the Tenth Realm. Yeah, she, uh, that a new thing. And McFarlane's gate to eat the crow. Uh, second thing off, I want to bring up is when you're talking about Thor being on TV. Did you ever see The Incredible Hulk Returns? You know what? In all these years, I've never watched it. I'm a, I'm well aware of it. Um, it, it, it's Bill Bixby. It was it was a TV movie. It was a, a yeah. three parter, four parter. I, uh, I remember being really, really little, and it was on. And I remember watching it because it was well advertised, and seeing what Thor and Matt Murdock and being like, I don't know who any of these guys are, but no, Murdock showed up in the uh, trial. Of the uh, uh-huh. uh, Incredible trial Hulk. Of Hulk. Uh, we're, we're, we're talking about uh, Return of the Incredible Hulk. Uh, Banner had created a reverse gamma machine to take the gem out and he's functioning as a uh nondescript scientist like, yeah. off the off the radar and that shithead reporter tracks him down and oh, donald right. blake donald blake his old buddy from college tracks him down and he's about to reverse the gamma polarity and blake turns the machine off as it's about to happen like hey what are you doing here good to see you i know who you are yeah okay cool and of course, he's like, "Yeah, I got lost in the, I got lost in the Alps. I find a, uh, a stick, turns into a hammer, and then this happens. And then Thor shows up, pisses off Banner, breaks him. Hulk destroys the machine that's gonna reverse the polarity. And then, but they have a really kick-ass, like, uh, Return of the Incredible Hulk was so much fun. If you haven't seen it, just watch it. And we gotta move on. I'm sorry. Uh." Yeah, what it? I mean, sorry. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta stay on track. What you know, War of the Realms is gonna boil down to hopefully some lasting stuff at least in the, in the Thor lineage. I don't know what it's gonna do for anybody else. I picked up Journey into Mystery also, 
I, right now, I'm going to say I don't know that it's something that you have to keep up with. It's basically um, Miles Morales, uh, Balder the Brave, uh, Kate Bishop Hawkeye, Girl Deathlock. I don't know where that comes from. I have where no, the hell is Girl Deathlock? Some girl, from? some teenage girl Deathlock. I don't know where that developed out of. Uh, that sounds like bullshit. Uh, and what's the other one? There's some other wacky thing. Uh, also, um, uh, it looks like Dr. Druid's kid. I don't know anything about that either. But they, they pick up a guy that, I mean, it says Stephen Strange when the uh, Oracle or whatever here is trying to say who this team is going to be. And they need to look after this baby that is Thor's new sister. That was secreted away to a giant Asgardian castle in Broxton, Oklahoma, which we will all remember from, right. uh, what uh, was it, Siege and Dark Avengers. Siege. Siege. Yeah. And uh, then Wonder Man jumps in on this. It's actual Wonder Man uh, instead. Really, the, the, the entertaining part of this is watching Kate Bishop Hawkeye uh, getting into a fight with this mercenary and then not taking him away. She's process serving him. And I don't know what's been going on in that story or anything like that, but that was pretty funny. Um, but they've got to take this baby and get it as far away from the battle going on in New York as possible. But they've got uh, they've got a big reveal of who's chasing them at the end. And, you know, yeah, that guy's obviously dangerous. Um, so check it out if you want to. And if you don't want the spoiler, I'm not going to tell you. If you want the spoiler, just let me know and I'll tell you what it is. But not here for everybody else. What else? What's about, your next uh, one? Faithless. Yeah. Boom Studio. Boom Studios. Faceless. It's Boom uh, uh written stuff. by Brian Azarazzo. Uh-huh. Azarazzo. Azarazzo. Uh illustrated by Maria Yevit. Uh and <laughs> We're so terrible. I mean it's like it seems like French. It seems like French in in Spanish at the same time. Let me look up the Boom uh, page. The the thing that really attracted me to this was that there was the regular cover and then they had an erotic oh, right. cover. Yep. By uh, by Tula Lothe. Oh my God! This was this was guys. Uh, if we're gonna, I'm gonna talk about something, and if you don't like it, we're gonna get a little bit X-rated, but not dirty. Okay. Go. It's it's a brilliant masterpiece of smeared inks pastels digital work and to put it in the most blunt way it's a girl fingering herself to death and her other self is holding herself at the same time we're talking pinks purples all the best secondary colors really swirling in one thing yeah it's a girl fingering herself and like yeah that little little cot but this is this is fine art Tula really kicked it out of the park. I'm talking like I'm gonna go get another one just to make sure it's it's sealed. This is one <laughs> of those things where I this is gonna be if if you guys haven't bought it yet, make sure you get the regular cover and the the secondary erotic cover. Yeah, I wonder is, how how was it presented on the shelf? Oh, it's all black. It just it's it, it's it's in a poly bag. Okay, like just a it's plain sealed. poly bag, and it's sealed. And it's got a, a black board in front of it, and it just says "Faithless Erotica" cover, and it's got the credits under it. Yeah, I bought it. 
carefully opened up the knife and was surprised with something that was as good as an art masterpiece that was should be within the pages of Juxtapose, uh, High Fructose, all of those things. And I open it up and I'm absolutely disappointed by the artwork that's actually presented within the pages. However, as I read along, the artist can capture emotions. It's one of those things where it's 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 uh, kind of scratchy, but you gotta oh, you gotta yeah. play along with it. You gotta play along with it, and as the story progresses, you just get lost in it. And basically, this girl has and like I said, guys, I'm not trying to be lurid. This is literally what the story is. This girl is having a. It starts out with a, a girl that is having a very hard problem. With orgasm, masturbation wise, <laughs> she she has a hard time. She cannot reach the climax on her own. Next day, she's at a coffee shop. Friends are fucking with her. She's she's uh, she's a white witch. She's designing sigils in her sketchbook, and she accidentally bumps into a girl and spills coffee on the girl. And like, hey, I was only here to avoid this guy. And okay, well, she pulls out another shirt, takes her shirt off. You see, t- you see, just some tits in a bra, but that—that's not the point. Like, like that—that that sort of freedom. Hold on, I just got to change my shirt real quick, and didn't matter. Like, it wasn't one of those. It wasn't taboo. It was like, I just got to change the shirt real quick, and they go out back trying to avoid this guy. He shows up. Tell me why you left me. It doesn't matter. She's. I just don't love you anymore. Which is a really big point to me. This was. This was something that really hit home. When someone breaks up with you and you just got to know why. Mm-hmm. Why? And what do you want to hear? I fell out of love with you. Your dick's not big enough. Your face isn't cute enough. I met someone better. Or you want to hear all the worst stuff. But she just said, I just fell out of love with you. And they take off. They go to another coffee shop. They're having a good time. And they're playing some pool. And they see on TV the same guy is on a ledge and just splat just commit suicide i'm really sorry that happened she's like they're having a good time it's it's something where everything's coalescing and yeah that happened but we're having a good time they go back to uh mystery girl's apartment and it's a huge art studio paintings everywhere and like hey you gotta come with me to party like it's one of those like you know you know you know the story when you're an artist and you're part of the scene you got a big show to go to or and you can't not go to it well you should come with me you should come with me and she's like well i'm dirty she's like well go take a shower and mind if i join you and it was erotica at its best we're talking like you know those porno flashcards in your head when you're getting to the point you need when you're on your own it was it was porno flashcards it but it was sexy and it was well done and not lurid and it wasn't like labias flapping and a tongue going straight in no it was it was perspective and it was done in the in the erotic colors that you would imagine that are are flashing in your head when you're really truly enjoying yourself and having a good moment with someone in connecting. Well, don't forget said girl's a witch. And the new girl that she met is going down on her and then boom, she comes. 
and the other girl just turns into a pile of worms. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's issue one. <laughs> I guess there's that, yeah. It's issue one of worms. I don't know if it's a worms or a pile of a statue of like like shredded newspaper, but it looked like worms <laughs> or newspaper. It shredded looked like worms or newspaper. But the presentation was done just right. In my head, I was already imagining while this while I was flipping the pages and, and examining things, I can imagine the songs I was playing with DJ Crush or some Sade or like some like uh, like Team Sleep and like that is what it was doing to me. It wasn't like, ooh, good, chicks getting her pussy. And no, no, it was sexy. It was it was done just right. It wasn't softcore, like because you know, it's Cinemax. No, it was like this is art. And this is what it's like to be connecting with someone in the right way. This is what you're looking at from this perspective. And I cannot wait for the next issue. And I'm, I'm sad to say that I shit on the, on the artwork uh, right away. It just what wasn't. What are you going to do? Well, I mean, I just got to say, like, it really progressed. It really progressed. And the artist. How the artwork developed throughout the book? It, it's not like it got better. It's just that I understood why they did it in that fashion. That's a really just, interesting concept, though. If if somebody were to develop a crisper perspective based on the narrative of the story from page one to twenty six or whatever, if anybody's listening oh, I, to that, you know, hey, give it a shot. I'd like to see uh, that's an arts and crafts project for sure. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, the artist does a good job, but I know that this is she. It's not that they can do better and chose not to. It was. Wait, that's exactly what happened. They 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 chose not to and did it in a different fashion. I know that the artist on this comic book can look at a human like a human model and and sculpt it in charcoal and make it look exactly what it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's offensive to the eyes right away because it's not what you want right away. Well, especially if in you, relation to the cover you're talking about. That we, oh you know. oh 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 exactly. But the style just perfectly added to the narrative, and I can't wait for more. Cool. It says it's a one out of five on the main on the uh, Boone Studios website. Yeah. What you got next? Um, you know what? Yeah, I did do a DC one. I did the Batman Who Laughs, the Grim Knight mm. one, and I know that was a. Uh, I'm going to do two of them in a row here. Um, oh, do it, man! Like that. That was a that was a pretty intense story. You know, the thing is, I didn't realize that it was attached to the rest of the Grim Knight, and which is weird because. You know, when I go to the when I go to my my store, it's a smaller store that doesn't have like thirty people hanging out all of the time. Yeah, it's the only store in my tiny little town, so there isn't always a big run of dudes or anybody hanging out in there. So if somebody comes in while I'm talking to the proprietor or one of his uh, or his guy, the guy, our other guy, Mark, that works there, it's Darren and Mark. when I'm talking to them, they're who I'm talking to, unless somebody else happens to come in. And we can talk for 15, 20 minutes between customers sometimes. It's just that's the nature of the, the location. So I right. don't have a ton of people being like, oh, my God, did you read Grim Night? Blah, 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 like I used to when I worked at a store, you know. So, right. you know, I, I missed out on the fact that there is a Grim Night book that is concurrent to this. And... um He's the one that that killed the Joe Chill right away, right? Um, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh huh. Scott Snyder and James Tinian. 
the fourth, apparently. Um, dude, I mean, really, just kind of being fascinated by it because it's an alternate take on Batman. Not knowing how it relates to everything else, I was just like, okay, hey, this is amazing. Yeah, he he killed. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know that happens within like two or three pages, and um, really, to me, I'm I was analyzing it from the perspective of I'm aware of Batman from the movies and some of the Batman books that I've read. I read the Jay Lee Batman 800 and plus and the Bat, Batman and Bruce Wayne Fugitive. I loved all of that stuff. I've read the Tim Sale Jeff Loeb books. Uh, the Long oh, Halloween the, the, and uh, Halloween. Dark Knight. That, or was it the Dark Knight? I can't recall. No, uh, it was Dark something Knight. else. It was something else. Uh, Dark Knight was uh, uh, Frank Miller. Miller. Anyway, no, no I, but I, but I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. I've read I get, plenty I get, of I Batman. I'm just not reading absolutely all of it. I'm gonna, you know, I picked up Animal Man by Grant Morrison. Uh, get the volume one. I, I guess I'll pick up the volume two. I'm gonna be reading that, but. I need to go back and read the Grant Morrison Batman because it's freaking Grant Morrison. So the thing being, I'm reading this and I'm going, okay, this is clearly not my Batman. And uh, it's not my even my grandfather's Batman. But through a bunch of really great nine panels and He's a lot just, of really he... traditional yet nonconformist uh, paneling, it, it really, this is... This is a delicious take on Batman. I mean, this is... I it's mean, extremely its extremely detailed. It really it's is. It's extremely detailed. It makes me think of Tim Sale, honestly, in a little bit. Uh, except that... Because it seems like you've got some, some hard-lined artwork, some hard-lined penciling. And then, so... Da, 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 yeah, I mean, Ed, I don't know if he did both of them. Eduardo Rizzo... Or not, because some of this is painted and some of it is hardline sketches. And it varies depending on whether or not you're in flashback. And uh, because a lot of this is flashback, going back to say, like, where we are with why Batman has uh, Commissioner Gordon at gunpoint tied to a chair. And, um, well, you had to read the uh, Batman at last where uh, yeah. basically Joker's blood releases a, like a gas that in, incites the Joker gas, which is one of my favorite things ever. And it's infecting Bruce Wayne. And he's got the Grim Knight with him. And the the Batman at last has a big plan for Gotham. Mm-hmm. and But they're showing the, the Grim Knight as that hard-lined this is what happened to me. I've got all this trauma and he's just like uh, the way that I would imagine like a Marine reacting to uh, trauma. It, it's just like one plus one equals two. And that's all that matters. And I have no room for emotion. I have only room for devastation and we're, we've got a plan and doesn't matter what I have to do. I'm going to do it as yeah. opposed to following the Batman that last plan who comes in and, you know, kind of messes with them. It's like, okay, you kind of went a little bit too far uh, in certain pages. But, but but that was the last one. I have not read Batman the, uh, the Grim Knight uh, 2. Well, what happens? Uh, I mean, this is also to be continued in the Batman Who Laughs number 4. So this is a one-shot in the middle of it. Uh, you know, he never does end up shooting Jim. Sorry, folks, if you don't want to know that yet. But, um, yeah, the uh, other Batman shows up and... Yeah, it's one of those, like, mercy is far worse than death situations. But ultimately, what it comes down to is there's no Elseworlds 
logo on this thing. I don't know why there are multiple Batmans running around, let alone where's, you know, mainline Batman, if this is what's going on. And clearly I haven't read that other stuff. So if you don't know what's going on, it tries to explain it without giving too much away because they want you to go buy the other book. But right. you got to get those other books to know what's happening with this. And uh, that's the only thing that makes that worth it. Uh, and then I'm going to jump into one more here, um, which, man, this is the problem with not knowing what's going on necessarily in other stuff. Uh, I picked this book up. It is a Jinx World book from Brian Michael Bendis uh, that came out in November of last year. Uh, is that with I- David Mack? Um, no, it's not. No, that's the other, that's, that's the other book he's doing with David Mack. We need yeah. to cover that later. It's Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Avon Oming, uh, with, uh, with, uh, how do you go through this? You know, Takas, Takasoma is the colorist, which this is an interesting color palette they've got here. People are generally presented in, uh, I'm sorry, it's United States versus Murder, Inc. And, uh, I immediately saw that and thought, I hope this is about the actual mafia group that went by, um, by that moniker, Murder, Inc. Um, right. Or at least they were presented with that by the FBI. Uh, and uh, that's only because I was like, hey, it would be really amazing if someone was doing a, if someone like Brian Michael Bendis was taking something from an historical perspective as here is a uh what do you want to call it a fiction novel of a true event um you i don't know why comics don't go that direction more often right in fact i've been talking about taking my oklahoma city bombing research and developing it as a graphic novel that has to happen because there are so many stories to tell and they'd be good in it's just, you know, can you get it? Can you get this person, this situation done in 26 pages or 36 or whatever you want to do? Or do you just do it all as a graphic novel or is it released as a $4 book issues one through however many it takes. But you know, I brought that up and somebody was like, no, not a comic book. And I'm like, it doesn't mean it's funny. You don't know comic books. I just don't know if that's the format, but hey, if that's what gets that story presented to as many people as possible, then maybe it's worth doing. Anyway, so back to this. It's not what I thought it was. It's not just a take on Murder, Inc. This is a this is about a uh, a uh, young woman, a teenager or a tweenager, as it were, who uh, gets taken away from her school by her uncle. And uh, she is brought to a room where they have her father's killer tied up. And uh, she's got a mouth on her. She's like a pain-in-the-ass Wolverine-type character. Or uh, She's no Deadpool. She's just a a pain-in-the-ass teen who seems to know more than she absolutely should. It's a little bit of a tired trope, but I think, you know, it works for this because she's also got that killer instinct. So uh, they're basically... Making her into an assassin over the course of several years in this single issue. Uh, And they save all the ads until the end, which is good. Because you go from this art style and this type of story. And knowing that the next issue has a life or death struggle between her and a real Brock Lesnar type. 
right. to uh, a really beautiful, smiling, messianic Superman ad, followed by a Brian Michael Bendis, David Mack. Uh, there's yeah, there's something really important that you're missing right now that only I can see because we're on Skype right now. I can see you, but just turn the page completely over and look at the back page. No, 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 oh, the, the, the Gatos. The, no, 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 no. Yeah, that. I know. I'm I'm particularly yeah, the, frustrated the, with that. The, the back, yeah, the scarlet, yeah, scarlet. The back, the back cover. Uh, you know, now we're talking about an ad for another Brian Bendis book. Okay, it's been ten years, dude. You know what? And yeah, it hacks me off. We're talking about Scarlet. If you haven't read Scarlet, that is an interesting story. It's it's unfortunate that it has taken so much to come out. It's as frustrating to me as reading the original Ultimates books, where it took months end. and months for the next issue to come out. Or Empire, or Empire Uprising, also amazing books that took forever to come out. Scarlet, Brian, okay, look, Brian Michael Bendis has so many issues of whatever title he's working for for major companies coming out per month that something that is relevatory like Scarlet isn't coming out on schedule and it's uh, it is so different than everything else uh and what bothers me though is that it has a jinx world when we're looking at the volume <laughs> 1 trade paperback yeah. or graphic novel that they're advertising it also has a jinx world uh, logo attached to it. I don't want Scarlet to be part of this. No, not at all. Like the reason I like Scarlet when it first came out, but like was it like 2011 or maybe 2010? It was a long time ago. I don't know. It I was don't like know where I got my it, first issue. Now it was like the it was like the raging as the machine. She was like the epitome of raging as the machine in one redheaded chick that was kicking ass, and we just yeah. couldn't get more issues of it. And now it's part of a, a different continuum. And like, okay, where do I pick up from? I have them, but like I don't remember too much about Scarlet from ten years ago I, to actually read it, pick it up, and, yeah. and, and understand what the hell's going on. Now, at least all of my Scarlet books—you had the, the the original book, you had the second book, and now a third one has come out that I didn't even know anything about until I read this. And then I went—I uh, was at my my shop yesterday, and I was like, "Dude, did this happen?" Like. If that's the case, can I get it in trade? No, the trade comes out at the end of April. So the third iteration of Scarlet is coming out in trade at the end of April because you can get issues one through four online, but what, but number five is unobtainable. Uh, so I don't know, man. I mean, I like the story. It's about a young woman just like everybody else in Portland, Oregon, because, of course, Bendis is living in Portland. And right. uh, so he has an affection for the city, just as I do. And um, uh, her boyfriend, seemingly, these two people are non-entities. Uh, her boyfriend gets accidentally murdered by the cops in uh, a police brutality situation, which honestly seems very poignant for our time. Uh, but we're start honestly, we're starting to feel the end of that trend. I'm not seeing dozens of reports of police, uh, accidental killings in the media. Like we were like the media is going on to the next thing and whatever, you know, their consistent quest to, uh, blow up, uh, AOC and bring down Donald <laughs> Trump. 
You know, who are the Democrats putting up? Everybody. It's that's all they want to talk about now. So this this type of thing would be hitting hard if they could just get the book out, and they need to they need to promote it. Okay, so this girl's boyfriend got shot down, and uh, she takes the uh, takes the fight to the cops. She ends up, you know, hey, nobody's investigating this. Nobody's doing anything about this. And uh, she accidentally becomes kind of a figurehead revolutionary to a uh, basically a grassroots street movement in Portland. And um, she ends up killing the cops that killed her, her guy. And uh, she can easily disappear into the crowd when there's hundreds and thousands of them uh, protesting and stuff like that. And now she's a revolutionary. And I don't know what happens in the third book because it was so under uh, under promoted. You're right. So you're you're right. And and hopefully they're doing it justice. I just I can't pick up a book once a year. I know, dude. It's really infuriating. If you're interested in this story, you can get this probably at your local bookstores. You're going to want to go to the kind of stores that you can come up with where you see lots of trade paperbacks and lots of back issues. Um, And you know, I'm not going to. I, I don't want to promote big box stores, but I've even seen the original, the first trade at like Barnes and Noble. And, uh, they're really, they're really, they're really fighting, uh, to have a comic section. Cause they have their whole pop culture section. That's full of wizarding wands and Funko, you know, dust gathering bullshit right. for your shelves. Magic uh, cards. You, you, you don't want to buy. Cause if you know, in the know, you're not going to buy Magic cards at fucking Barnes and Noble. I will say I have found a lot more like card sleeves at Barnes. Oh, and they, Noble. they've got way, but because because they're not buying them there. They, like if you don't buy yeah. the card sleeves when they first come out at the store, they run out and they can't reorder them because they're done. Yeah, you'll find you'll find them at Barnes and Noble because no one's really buying them there. But uh, yeah. let let let's move let's on. Move on. I, yeah, I need you to set a timer. Oh, the Walking Dead minute. The Walking Dead Minute. Can you set a timer for me? I will set a timer. Let me get my muted phone here. Yeah? This is always fun. Let's see if I can do it. Let's see if I can do it. Uh, I've not succeeded so far. No, man. It's There's so much content in each issue, whether or not it's talking heads. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready? I am ready. We're going to lethal weapon it. Three, two, one, go. Okay? All right. Ready? All right. Three. No, no, no. Three, two, one. One go. All right. So the herd's coming to the uh, the city. the The black guy, security chief, is arguing with Rick that he needs to be the leader. Uh, Eugene and Stephanie are arguing about how to divide, how to uh, move the 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 herd. Uh, Michonne finds her daughter as part of a revolutionary group. Shuts them all the fuck up. The herd's coming. Uh, basically. Let's see. I can waste some time, waste some time, waste some time, waste some time, waste some time. Andrea shows up. <laughs> you can't. Everyone's from the hilltop. Andrea shows up from the hilltop. They help. The, they help uh, spread the herd. That shithead son of the the new governor is just a piece of shit. Happy that everything's going on, and they divulge the. Uh, they, they spread the herd, and then Andrea says, "Hey, what's up? I'm here." And Michonne's like, oh, shit. And then the new governor shows up and says, oh, you're trying to overthrow me? Uh, attack. We're done. Oh, oh, six seconds of spare. You did it with <laughs> six seconds of spare. That's unbelievable. Six seconds of spare. Yeah, it was It was a – and, and uh, this is my segue. I It was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I want to segue into the next comic I want to talk about. And let's pull this up. Mr. Major X, the new... Oh, God. The new X-Men. Okay, wait. Written... Can I lead us off on this? Please, please, please do. Please do, please do. You know, I'm not... I don't decry a guy that's got a style and wants to keep trying to push and make his make his money. Right. We right. I, we saw this. I saw this promoted some time ago, and I thought it was already out. So a few a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, I said, "Oh, you're going to read Major Rex? Then I want to know what there Feed. is that's good about it." <laughs> and uh, because it's too easy to shit on, uh. Liefeld, yeah. Rob Liefeld. It's so easy. Yeah. People despise him for every number the, of the, reasons. The uh, guy's great. He's made some bad business decisions, but he still does good work. But this reminds me oh, I'm not going to say he does good work. Say that again? I'm not going to say he does good work. <laughs> his his, his, his uh, technique is 20 years old. He hasn't Odd. improved with age. Uh, he is extreme because He's he, so extreme. he comes out of the nineties, you know, and, uh, that's fine. There's still really cool stuff to do out of the nineties. I got to say right. the X-Men battle world, like X-Men 91 or whatever that was, was a really cool idea. You know, go back and take Jim Lee in the nineties, Jim Lee in the two thousands, Jim Lee is consistently badass, but Rob Liefeld is consistently bad. And it's it's his his depth perception or something. I don't know. Okay, so can't George. Let's start George, here. If you're listening, he can't draw feet. Oh my god, that's why. Yeah, that's why everything's cut off below the knees. Is there anything about Major X to like? Absolutely not. Okay, <laughs> there you have this it. Was this was the extreme '90s thing? But like. Yeah, you've got Shatterstar, you've got Domino. He shows up when, uh, you know, Cable just took over the New Mutants and it's just becoming X-Force. They're at Grey Malkin. And this new Major X shows up. He's kicking everyone's ass. And he's got a big X on his on his forehead, on, on, his, on his helmet. And he's, he's poning uh, Cable. And he's, he's just uh, monologuing through the whole thing. The backgrounds are spacious and not there you see he's got he, he's got a cool motorcycle there's a white beast that's like a first of course of all, he's that got looks, a motorcycle yeah of course he's got a motorcycle he's got kick-ass crotch rocket and there's beast but is that wolfsbane or is that beast or is this white beast and no one knows what's going on and long story short wolverine comes out of nowhere in his classic uh uh klein yeshitic uh you know outfit you know the brown and the gold yeah and Major X, you know, gets pwned. Cable takes over. Deadpool shows up, obviously. Of course. <laughs> and then uh, he, Major X takes over. Again, no backgrounds, just two guys fighting. I mean, this is a sketchbook at best. It's a sketchbook. It's it's a sketchbook of ideas at best that was inked in and half-ass colored. And it turns out that Major X is the uh, – god, this, this bothered me. Not because he's ethnic, but, like, they just randomly chose – oh, he's, like, half white, half black. He's got the little shitlock, dreadlocks things going on. And I'm, I'm your son from the future. <laughs> and 
And no, no, thank you. No, thank you. And that's that's all I want to that's all the time I want to commit to this. You oh, should man. see the cover of issue two with Wolverine in the shit clan. And <laughs> it's completely disproportionate. Wait a minute. Uh, Which one is it? I'm looking at the uh, Marvel previews. No, no, no. Look at this one. Let's look at this one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got that one. Yeah, where he's holding look. the guns straight up. His guns yeah, don't match. Just rectangles. <laughs> just His rectangles. guns are rectangles because obviously Glocks. That's it. Uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't even have his thumb wrapped around the handles or the uh, the grips on, on some of the guns he's, he's holding in other thumbs. drawings. He's got little thumbs. <laughs> little tiny thumbs, not very manly. Uh, everybody has the same match. weird mouth. It's as if when you look at the mouths that Liefeld draws, you think about old men at the hardware store or at the diner <laughs> or at your dad's Get- rotary meeting or something. Getting uh, mad about something stupid. They have no upper lip. It's as oh, if yeah. they they. It's as if they sucked all this air in to dry their yeah. front t- their their upper teeth off, and then their 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 upper lip is just curled. That's the way he draws mouths. And then, yeah. uh, I'm not going to say I could do any better. I I I quit trying to develop my illustration skills a long long time ago. It was really half-assed. Uh, I think they had a good idea. No, no, no. And, if it's my field, it it's full-assed. It's full-assed. <laughs> it's all gap ass. It's as much ass cool. as he can put into it. Into a gap, in a pair of gap jeans? Whatever, or, man. Probably direct, some silver tabs. <laughs> He's more bags. 90s than the Hardy Boys. All right. Oh, Jesus. Don't you... All right, we got to be careful right there, man. Hey, no, no, no. That's no diss. <laughs> That's no diss. I'm just saying, if you're going to, you know, that's all right. Yeah, it's a diss. I'm sorry. I love the Hardy Boys. But they're <laughs> very the 90s, and they're the well, best Team part Extreme. of the 90s. Team Extreme was, nine, was, was Team Extreme. 90s. See, that's, my, 90s, that's what it's early what I say. 2000s to give them their justice. The 90s justice. were extreme. They were so extreme, but the Hardys were more like early 2000s were a hot topic shit all over them, and they're wrestling in that gear. <laughs> they were like, what What can I wear out of this, shit to- out of this hot topic? Shit topic. Exactly, but they had Lita in mm. that jawline. Mm. All right, I'm super Lita. proud of them. I'm so glad. Did you Did you see SmackDown this week? Oh hell yeah! Fuck. Oh hell yeah! That was the best part to see them win the tag team champ. They looked Matt Hardy looked healthy. He looked built. Even oh, when Lord. he took off his top, which that form fitting top that made him look incredible, he looked he looked ten years younger. Through that whole match, he looked agile. He looked amazing. And Jeff Hardy looked sober. He did not look like he was in pain. He didn't look stiff. They looked like they were in better shape than I've seen them since I've been watching wrestling. They looked incredible. And I I, I, want to see them go out uninjured, healthy, because I know that they're, they're on the verge of retiring, aren't they? Oh, Probably not. They're probably going to stretch it out maybe a couple of years, but I got to well, say good. that my favorite WrestleMania moment of all time, and there's been some amazing moments yeah. like blood, blood from a stone, you name it. But th- two years ago when the new day comes out and announces, this is a, this is a four way tag team match and everyone in the, in the, in the ring is pissed oh, yeah. off and they think, and you think it's going to like the new day is going to inject themselves into the match and then done a, done a, done a, done a, and then the, I, Fell to my knees, screaming, "Yes, 
Yes. <laughs> and and then they 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 the, they were they were smart with the camera angles. They just mm-hmm. popped in on people like like you saw grown yep. men just Reaction grabbing shots. their best friend. Yes. I know. Just shaking each other. Yes, it's them. And like uh, uh, Jeff did the slap on the floor and the guns and like let's do this. And Matt's doing the hands out. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> like man, we're in. A, it's a ladder match. Everyone's done for. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's over. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just can't the help it. Th- Love the guys. Yep. Love love them. Love the Hardys. I hated the. I gotta say, I hated his uh, uh, Matt's gimmick from Ring of Honor, the the delete thing. Like, oh. I listened to Y2J Chris Jericho's My Hero uh, podcast when he was interviewing him in character, and it was like <laughs> ten minutes into it, and I'm like, dude, I can't listen to this guy just mispronounce stuff. Like, it was it was bad. <laughs> the mower of lawns. Oh, they, they made a they made a toy out of that. <laughs> Why not, man? Well, there are dumber toys for dumber reasons. Hey, what do you think about Bray? You happy about him? I don't know. Is he all right? I I I thought he was still injured. Yeah, he's he's, he's coming like, back. They're, they're, they're teasing it, but mm-hmm. uh, I just I know it's it it's kind of it writes itself. Like, why wouldn't they do this? Why why? Of course, they're not going to do it. But why not Bray come back and reassemble the Wyatt family? That'd probably be badass, especially with this new Lars guy moving around. If they've got a new big bad guy like that. Braun goes back and forth between whether or not, you know, hey, he's a likable guy, honestly. He's the big bad guy. He's the monster. I'd get him back in that team up for a while, but let him keep, you know, freelancing it as well. But, yeah, let's do what we're we're, 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 get on wrestling, and we'll we'll never get back to what we've got going on. Uh, You got got another book? I'm done for comics, man. I got Uh, three more books I want to talk about real fast. Uh, Dude, we both read... Amazing Spider-Man 18.HU. Oh my god, that was that is an exercise in a good writer making a D-lister make a better point than the A-listers can do within 22 pages. Yes. I uh, uh, it was amazing. When I was a little kid, my mom found a what was it? The uh, Day of the Gibbon. Found found an issue of Amazing Spider-Man it was one of those 20 cents issues. She just picked it up because she was like, oh, you like comic books? I just saw this comic book. And she picked it up, and it was in terrible shape. And Well, it wasn't in terrible. It was, just, it was a solid 4.2 or something. Yeah, but she, but she found it. She was thinking about me. Thought it, yeah. And I flipped through it, and I was like, okay, the given. And my, my old roommate in L.A., Cody, he and I laughed our asses off in, I don't remember what the story was exactly, but uh, the supervillains were all together in their watering hole their super villain watering hole and um there was a, i think it was like the death of Stiltman or something like that i can't recall what it was there was that this, moving that moving bar you have to be a, yeah. a super villain in and can't get in a fight at yeah. right so somebody somebody was somebody died and they were all there to think about him and pay homage and um there was just this scene where one of the characters is sitting there and the guy off panel says i'm sorry what and he goes, what? I didn't say anything. He's like, oh, I thought you said, what's a given? <laughs> he's like, uh, uh, no, I didn't. And uh, he's going, oh, well, I, you know, a given is a, is a lesser ape and blah, blah, blah. I just thought you wanted to know what I... It was just funny. We laughed our asses off about that because it came out of nowhere. It was just a good issue. 
This issue is about the Gibbon, folks. Um, this, this this is part this of the hunted storyline. I I I went from thinking the hunted storyline was pretty cool to hating it in issue eighteen to then <laughs> swinging back again. around in issue nineteen <laughs> to where I can see maybe what they're going to do with it and because uh, it pro- it has some promise. But issue eighteen dot hu um, Nick Spencer Ken Lashley Eric. Uh, Arkanasia, I think. <laughs> I don't know. The Gibbon, folks, is a uh, a person who has, I'm not going to say a deformity. He just doesn't look like us. And he has had he's a... ape-like. He looks He's in. ape-like, sure. He has had a stilted development as a person because he was made fun of so heavily and never changed for him. And then he went and he found... He, and he, like, like the... Awful iteration of uh, Max the Electro from Amazing Spider-Man Two. You read my mind, like you Ugh. read my mind, like uh, Spider-Man's the best ever, and and then gets disappointed, and then I like, I love Spidey laughing at Amazing him. Spider-Man Two. Gosh, the phone's got to ring. Seriously, uh, hit, the hit. the amazing hit. thing about Amazing Spider-Man Two is everything that doesn't have to do with. Uh, mainly what's going on in the movie it's all it's all in garfield and emma stone they are they are the whole movie and then the guy i can't remember his name that comes in and plays uh plays harry osborne top freaking notch that's the movie great though he was great he was great and even though they they melded like three different things together yeah he like his his uh his death not depravity his Desperation. Desperation. What? So the, the Gibbon, obviously yeah, in this Gibbon. book, a gigantic fan of Spider-Man. Spider-Man laughed at him, sets him off, you know. And the Gibbon is part of this whole situation. All of these animal-themed superhero villains have been thrown into the impenetrable dome uh, over Central, Central Park, Park and these and freaking arcade. This is what I don't like. Arcade has made it easy <laughs> for these rich pricks to go in and hunt supervillains with Craven bots instead of going in there themselves and pitting themselves in reality against supervillains. Because they wouldn't stand up against, you know, the Rhino. They wouldn't stand up against a lot of these guys. And, uh, okay, the Gibbon, the Gibbon gets killed. And uh, while the Mandrel... I cried. Uh, I, I cried. That that was yeah. heartbreaking. It's 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 a we it's a real tearjerker. Uh, he dies, and it is freaking sad. Well, it leads into the hunted part three in issue nineteen, and uh, this is what we were bitching about earlier. Spidey's in his black symbiote costume in this. It's not the symbiote, but it's the black costume. I don't actually know why, but the cover is depicting him in his traditional reds and blues. And the, you know you got the you got the rhino on the cover giving Spidey a beatdown while all these guys look on. That, that doesn't even come close to that happening in the book. I mean, if you were really going to do something with this, the vulture should have been way more well presented than uh, what they've got. But they've gone back to this part part of it where Black Cat is in there with uh, Billy Connors, oh, yeah. uh, the lizard's oh, yeah. son. She was what was most important in this issue to me. 
Simultaneous. Well, okay. I mean, you could roll the dice. There's so many awesome things going on in this book. You've got a line a lineup: Mad Dog, Gazelle, Mandrill. They're dead. These are E-list, J-list villains who uh, are have all been killed by people controlling Craven bots now. So we've got a list. Then you've got Craven's clone son saying, "Okay, I thought that these guys. I don't understand what was going on. I don't understand this, Dad." And Craven's like, "I'm not. It's not not time for Craven to go in there, but uh, soon. I think Craven's going to go in, hopefully, and hunt the best hunters. Craven's gonna. Craven's gonna be the one that like puts an end to this. Like, there's yes. there's gonna there's gonna well, be a started. swerve here where he realizes like what he's doing. We get it. This has gone too far. Yeah, but." If I'd gone too far, I need you to pause because I'm about to piss my pants. Okay, hey, we'll pause. You come right back to this. All right. Okay, we had just right, a second so, where we broke away, guys. Yeah, sorry about that. I really had to pee. We were talking about how uh, I think that Craven's going to realize that things have gone too far and he's going to end Arcade. I think that these assholes and the Craven bots are all going to get what's coming to them. And it's going to end in a nice tight package where Spidey has to save Craven in his last moment, even though he's going to die anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the sad fact of it. Like, the, the, the best Craven story is Craven's last hunt. Craven is dead to me. He has been dead since the mid 80s when, uh, at least when I read that the first time. And I read that, read that uh, collected works year after year after year. I, if I want my Craven, I'm going to go back and read Marvel Masterworks for Craven stories. Uh, at a certain point, the best story is the story where Craven kills himself for, because he defeated Spider Man. In his mind, he defeated Spider Man. So, why they're doing this, I don't know. There's no reason not to have a different iteration of Craven doing this. I don't know why Alexei Cravenoff needs to be there. Now, I'll take a Craven movie. I'm ready for a Craven movie. Oh, that would be gnarly. Dude, I'd, I'd be... take that. I don't Honestly, I don't even know why Jake Gyllenhaal is Mysterio in this new Fuck movie. I, I, I don't. Guy. I do not like Jake after having Fuck. worked with him. But uh, he'd play a good Craven with that, with that beard he's got. And he's built. I could see him pulling that what, character off. What wrestler should play Craven? Oh man, uh, contemporary wrestler. It would have to be a uh, contemporary wrestler. Roman yeah. Reigns. Holy shit, that would be gnarly. He's got Especially, the look. He's got the look. He could bulk up. Just even if like, I'm not saying bulk up muscle wise. If he just got a little bit more fat on him and added the the accent. And oh, dude, I mean, I don't think he needs the fat. Look at, you know, just the other day they, they ran. You don't usually sh see him without his armor or his top on. Uh, he's got the look. He straight up has the look. He's they have the to look. get rid of the tattoos, and they can do that, you know. But um, they'd have, probably have to, I mean, he'd have to lose that hair. He'd have, to, he'd have to cut that hair down for the look unless they decided to go with it, give him a, a long braid or something. But, dude, right there, <laughs> the guy can beard out. The guy, the guy's got the eyebrows, I, you know, he's got that, that baritone Roman Reigns for real. I would love to see him play Craven because these, that's what we were complaining about the other day. When we talked about John Oliver, these guys need to be able to branch out. If they, if they don't get all the stuff that, that they should get as employees of the company, then they, the exclusivity contract should allow them to be doing more than just Snickers commercials 
more than just uh, that, that get played nowhere besides on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown and WrestleMania, PPVs. Right. They they need to be able to do advertisements for all kinds of stuff to get them out there, because uh, the only people who are making movies are the ones who are out of contract. You know, you and if you if you want to have a Twitter war between those characters that makes them seem more legit and part of the world at large, then let them advertise other things so that, so that, you know, they can be in McDonald's commercial. And people are like, who is that guy? Oh, that's, I don't know. Oh, that's Otis from, uh, whatever (laughs) machinery. Then like, yeah, from heavy machinery. It's like, well, what's that? Oh, well he, he was funny. I might want to catch an episode of raw now or whatever. Uh, anyway. So yeah, the story here, Honestly, the whole thing in this issue with the vulture trying to rally the troops <coughs> was good by itself. And then, honestly, Spider-Man came and ruined it. I was like, oh, no, it would have been amazing to see the vulture lead these guys out of this situation to give the vulture a more uh, heroic outro. Uh, but Spidey came in and messed that up. Uh Really, I'll tell you what, the most important thing in the world was to me, and I kind of just want to get a another copy of this to cut these pieces out and frame it. Uh, black Cat tricks a guard into getting... You, she uses her, her Black Cat powers and uh, gets a guard in trouble. And the kid in the, in the cell, the, the kid that's in the cell with her is the lizard's son. And he is... What is he? Probably 12, 11? I don't know. He's yeah. interested in girls, so he's got to be at least over 11. Uh, he's lizard. He's, a, he's a, a lizard like his dad, but not like prehistoric looking. He's an anthropomorphized lizard. And uh, he says, she's like, come on, let's get out of here. And he's like, no, 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 I don't want to. I'm, I'm just going to stay here. I'm afraid. I want my dad. My dad will find me. I'm going to read this straight up. I don't care if I get in trouble for it. The black cat Do says... It, Listen no, to me, we're, kiddo. We're, 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 we're quoting. We're quoting. Yeah. Listen to me, kiddo. I know how you feel. When I was your age, my dad was the toughest, smartest guy in the world. He would be there to protect me, always, until he wasn't. Not because he didn't want to or because he didn't love me. He just couldn't. When that happened, I realized all those times he did that for me, he was trying to show me how to do it for myself. It's just us now, Billy. We got to do this for ourselves and for each other because nobody's coming to save us. And I feel like, I mean, that, that hits me personally. I don't live with my son as much as I wish that were the case. That's never going to be the situation for more than a few days or a week at a time or when he's a little older, when he's driving, maybe he's going to want to come and crash with me for an extended period. I don't know what's going to happen. He's about to become a teenager. I mean, he's he's going to be 10 this year. And I try to show him the things yes. I know as an Eagle Scout, and I'm really, really excited that he's in Taekwondo now. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's a, been amazing going to Taekwondo with him. But he's not going to be – it's too much to ask for his mom – who is doing a side job in addition to her career and her husband who has a whole career to get him to scouts. I have to teach him those things. I have to take him to Taekwondo when I can. 
and I need to no, be living you, over you, there with him. That's the goal right now. So you get to take in the Taekwondo. That's that's rad. I want to go to Taekwondo with him. You know, I want to be going to multiple schools. I mean, this this just this did it for me. This turned me around on this whole thing. I want to. I just. I want to see how this goes. I want these dumb Craven bots to get lost. Uh, I want Craven to hunt the uh, the hunters. I want Spidey to be more of a spectator to this thing. He needs to go help out the Black Cat. He needs to help out Billy. He needs to rescue MJ. And these guys need to take care of themselves. This is an amazing opportunity for a bunch of these uh, M-list villains to sort out their lives. I, I disagree. I disagree completely. No, no, you I do. Think, I think this is the Black Cat saving herself. I think I this is a time. I think this is a time where MJ needs to save herself from this evil, like uh, clone bastard of Craven. That's the the younger son slash clone. I think this is a save yourself, and you can't always rely on Spidey to always do it. I think this is gonna this is gonna break off into multiple different little stories, and Spidey can't save everybody, but. Everyone saves themselves, and I think this is going to be Craven saving himself too. I think this. I think this is Craven's swan song, his 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 redemptive story. Well, honestly, yeah, it would be pretty incredible. I, that's the problem I have with most stuff. I know that creator content is a problem. I know that's why we have a new Ms. Marvel now that we have a Captain Marvel, and why we have a Captain Marvel after we had a Captain Marvel, and you know. I, I have no problem with there being, like I've said, a Captain's America or something like that. But what uh, what I have a problem with is the uh, uh, the idea that creators are not going to maintain creative control of their characters, and so they don't make new guys. Uh, Craven, That's cra- the, the That's opportunity for real growth, for real change that they can pay attention to. They might as well do it. Make Craven into a world wildlife philanthropist who why not that gets not? at odds with his clone son, and his clone son goes out there and does Craven esque things. Previously Craven esque things, because we all know they're just gonna re rejigger it in yeah. uh, three years with Battle World Three or something like that. The yeah, universe get- will get rewritten. They've they done gave it. Thanos peace. Why not give Craven just a little bit? I mean, like, but why not? I mean, like, what's going on in Central Park is telling its own story with Arcade, who's obviously going to end up getting his ass kicked. And I really destroyed. hope so. I'm not a fan. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. Okay, so I got to segue from that into since we've got a, bl- a really cool Black Cat story. You know, now you say that, I really hope that's what happens. I hope she realizes I don't need Spidey to help me, despite the fact that I asked for him to show up. And right. I hope the lizard goes in there and rips up the world. And, uh, I oh, hope yeah, that we Bill, didn't thought about that. I yeah. hope they don't, because he's the big reveal at the end. The lizard was captured and brought to the, to the dome by Taskmaster. I'm hoping that, uh, the lizard goes in there and it isn't as bad as Billy sees how bad his dad can be. Oh, that's a perfect point. That absolutely has to happen. Where it he does, sees his dad. but I don't want that for that kid, you know? I don't want it from either, but at least let him know what he's capable of. And his dad can, can balance back and forth from loving dad, caring family man to you threaten my family. I'm going to murder everyone. 
and but not like in one of those things where he goes on like a berserker rage and the kid gets scared like okay i i'm not ugly yeah i am a mutant weird uh lizard hybrid against my will but maybe i got something going for myself like i have some fucking balls to myself rather than worry about whether or not girls like him or not which is a, a nice starting point it's but not a bad it, it, that's some real character building for sure oh absolutely that's totally worth it now I, now, because we have a nice Black Widow, or I'm sorry, Black Black Cat uh, aspect going on here, and then uh, and Spidey. Oh, sorry, my stomach's growling here, but I don't know if you can pick that up. And you got Spidey in the black costume again. I'm gonna segue us over to Symbiote Spider-Man number one, which was incredible to me. I really, really loved it. It's my favorite thing I've read uh, at least in the last two weeks. Uh, it's Peter David, so that is a massive plus. Of course, of and course. And then it's it's Greg Land. Even better. Yeah, even it's, better. It's, I, there's a lot of complaints against him, and I understand it because he even does, he goes goes to some of his old shtick in here. But kiss yeah. his ass if you don't like his art. Kiss yeah. his ass. Well, people's, like people's complaints is that they think he's a tracer, and I'm like, dude. I mean, hey, uh, if I were doing, if I guarantee. Alex Maleev, my 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 hero, has a giant backlog of photo references of New York City that he can rasterize into the backgrounds of his sketch work. You know his hand illustrations. So there you have it. I got four minutes left. I'm gonna pound this one out. Okay, pound it out. In I'm gonna say about 1976, Spidey. What was it? Secret Wars. Why why was I having such a hard time figuring this out? I'm looking up the wrong way. Secret Wars happened in, uh, I don't know. 86, 87? Was it 86? Okay, so it's the birth of the black costume, the symbiote costume. So this this story happens in that moment. And lo and behold, Mysterio is the bad guy in it, probably because Mysterio is the villain in the new Spidey story, Spidey movie coming out, which I hope they have set that movie before the Thanos snap. No, uh, no, it's after. It's after. It's already been confirmed. Well, what the frick, guys? What it's after. It's, it's already been ultra confirmed. ultra lame. That's so stupid. So dumb. Oh, by the way, what what the fuck is up with this Ant-Man going up Thanos' ass thing going up on the internet right now? It's one of those things like, where did this happen? What, it, I, I see all these stupid memes like Ant-Man going up Thanos' ass, the butt plugs for Thanos shaped like... Uh, Ant-Man, like, where the fuck did that come from? What uh, dumbass did that? Any, just one joker with an idea, man. Okay. Well, Hold on, let me get through this. Story, story begins, Spidey has Mysterio dead to rights, like, he's on the verge of being KO'd. We got a back, uh, and, and they're in, like, Mysterio's prop shop, basically. Uh, what I dig is that this is, this, this issue happens in chapters, Kind of like a lot of 70s and 60s era uh, event books did. And um, so in the first chapter, you've got Quentin Beck, the you know Mysterio, trying to get somebody who works for the Kingpin to go in on a plan to rob a bank. Well, they go in and uh, well, he won't do it. Mysterio goes in by himself and he screws up and a woman gets killed. And then... Spidey is running around trying to rescue uh, a piece of artwork from the human fly. And there is a lot of good witty banter here. 
Uh, and Spidey is jumping from one from uh, from one of the towers of the World Trade Center to the other. So you can obviously date yourself into knowing when this is going on. Um, and then uh, Spidey or Peter is at home, and the black cat j- comes in in her uh, in like civilian wear. She's not in costume, and this right. is the first time she's ever seen the symbiote. So, ooh. Then you're going to see, I don't see uh, page numbers or anything, but in this moment, you're going to see one of those uh, reviled Greg Land uh, porn traces. And if you don't know what that means, just look up Greg Land (laughs) and see what it is that people hate about him. Well, the thing about, if you don't know about it, Spectacular Spider-Man in the 70s was rife with the Black Cat and Peter Parker slash Spider-Man's relationship. He wasn't with Mary Jane quite yet but that was what was next and so their team up wasn't quite the spectacular spider-man and black cat like you had uh daredevil and the black widow or you know uh captain america and the falcon but um it was pretty close and while they were running around being teammates they were in a relationship and she was infatuated with spider-man not peter parker and so she, in this issue, has come over to try to be Peter Parker's girlfriend instead of Spider-Man's. And so they right. go to visit Aunt Ben's grave, because this is the day, this is the Aunt anniversary ben. of... Did I say Aunt Ben? I'm sorry, Aunt, Uncle Ben. Yeah, I caught... Ben. <laughs> it's because I was looking down at the page and Aunt May was there. Uh, that's all right. In the fourth grade, I, I, I was in a school play, and... Uh, uh, we were going down the line of my classmates who were in the play, and there were about three girls next to me on the left, and it went from guys bowing, girls curtsying, and then three girls curtsied, and then I curtsied, not thinking of it, and the whole <laughs> audience lost their shit over it. It was, I was terrified, I was mortified, but eventually I learned to laugh at it. Now I can tell the whole world, and all 5,800 of our listeners, or however many we have, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, Aunt Ben, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Aunt, Aunt May will have arrive here eventually, but Uncle Ben, it's the anniversary of his death, and, uh, Peter sees Quentin Beck there, and he's like, oh man, I gotta go after him, cause that's Mysterio. He goes after him and he realizes that the girl who got killed at the, uh, bank robbery that went south, uh, Quentin Beck is there thinking about this and how badly that went down. He didn't get in trouble for it, but he's decided to completely stop being Mysterio because of this. And he wants to, he goes back to his prop shop and he wants to record a video of himself renouncing violence that he can, you know, this is a very internet thing to think, but back in the day he could have, done this on any camera and then taken it to a news station saying I renounce violence you'll never see Mysterio again uh, this is a bad thing that happened and I take credit for it and I'm you know Spidey what what would have happened on the other end of this Spidey chased him down he followed him back to his place they get into a fight and clearly uh, some, some bad stuff goes down BS bad stuff goes down and um, it reactivates this sense of villainy in Quentin Beck. I got to get Spider-Man for uh, pulling me out of what I need to do. And um, then we have a really cute moment between uh, 
uh, the black cat and Aunt May, and she says, you know, hey, you got to convince Peter, if you're his uh, girlfriend, to go back <laughs> to grad school get and finish his degree, which he eventually, eventually does. So I love that this story is taking place in traditional vintage Spider-Man lore, and it pays attention to it all, and it's is just it like... Is it enfeebled, looking old, actual old Aunt May, the way McFarlane used to draw her? I love the way McFarlane used to draw her. It's, it is, but it is in that Greg Land lusciousness. Oh, yeah. She, she looks appropriate for the time period. She looks appropriate for Aunt May, but she looks like Greg Land's take on her, and it really works. So, hot old lady. Gotcha. Nah, she's not Marissa Tomei. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, she's not that Aunt May. She is... Ooh. She is elderly. Tomei. Yeah. Mm. What a direction, Marissa Tomei. What I didn't know direction. what to do with myself with that. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I gotta go, man. Uh, yeah, you, you gotta go. We've done minefields. Like, was it been two hours already? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say what did we started at twelve uh, thirty? Yeah, it's been about two hours. This is something yeah. like that. We'll know when we splice those two together. I accidentally cut instead of pausing it. When we love comic books and we love wrestling. We're going to be doing more film. Actually, we've got some uh, indie wrestlers uh, already on the roster to get interviewed uh, coming up here in Colorado Springs uh, for some good interviews because we're going to start covering uh, more and more Colorado Springs wrestling, more Ironside wrestling, more Rocky Mountain Pro, um, getting my uh, – get my feet wet and that sort of thing. But at the same time though, I don't, I'm not coming from the same place I used to when I was working for the independent or the Gazette or Hills and horns or hit magazine or, or the daily. I'm just this random guy that says he's a reporter and I'm, we're literally getting over. We're trying to get ourselves over in the indie wrestling scene right now. And Hey, we're doing our best and you know, we know what we're talking about and we've got some good interviews coming up there. We also have a new feature coming up where we're going to – my buddy Tom, we're going to do a tester. If you, uh, He uh, knows about New Japan Pro, and we want to integrate him on that. And also we've got a potential new manager. If she does a good job, maybe we can pay her some money. You know. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, for real. Uh, that's where we are with things. That's a pretty good update. Trying to see we've if we can get, a, uh, get to streamline our process a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, yeah there we've we got go. a lot of good, got a li- lot of good things on the horizons. We've got a lot of good new subscribers. We love you. Just email us, just whatever you want. If you want us to read something, ask. We'll yes, read it. Please. We'll have, we'll have so much fun. Like, you want us to review something that was like eight years ago or last week? We'll read it. We'll find it. We'll read it. We'll give you a shout out like, hell yeah, this is why it's good. This is why, like, tell us why this is good. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're over and out. Uh, Colin, yeah. you got anything else? Yeah, I've got a, that's it. Uh, I'm going to go down and do a overnight work. And, uh, uh, maybe once, uh, I think I probably said and said plenty about it, but just because, you know, yeah, it's American Ninja Warrior I'm doing down in Oklahoma city. And, uh, so that episode will come on. I don't know when, but, um, I'll make a point of saying something about it if you if you guys want me to point out what I did. Um, yeah. But yeah, thanks a lot, everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. So uh, minefields. Uh, I'm gonna go get. This is dangerous. I'm I'm gonna stay safe today.
<laughs> I'm not getting dangerous today. It's uh, we're in the middle of a bomb so cyclone, and there's like 25 mile an hour sustained winds out there. So it's gonna be exciting. Good to see your face, brother. I'll talk you to you too. later. Talk to y'all later. Thanks. Bye. Bye.